0: Hey there. This is Jim. And I was just thinking. How are you all today? It's a beautiful day here in south-central Pennsylvania. Sun's over the horizon. Beautiful blue skies. So far, not a whole lot of a breeze today, so that's good. Should make for better recording today, anyway. Windy days are tough, with the mic feeding back, even though I do have a fancy windscreen filter over my microphones. It's February, so it's still chilly here. I believe it's about 22, 23 degrees. So, but we're allegedly on our way into the mid-40s today, so that's good. And I'm coming to the end of my vacation. At a vacation week last week, so. Been a little bit of a whirlwind, different things we've been doing. My wife and I. Trying to think if I can remember everything. Um, I know I did something last Saturday. I was busy last Saturday doing something. Trying to figure out what it was. Huh. Have to go back and look at my calendar to see what it was I did besides run so anyway last Sunday my buddy Anthony and I who do that other show together actually recorded another show to commemorate our trip down to the Guinness Storehouse ...outside of Baltimore. We went down there for the tour and... ...hang out with my... ...sister and brother-in-law. We're coming back in... ...from a one-week cruise... ...down to... uh, ...Bahamas, I think. They run those kind of cruises... ...out of the port of Baltimore. So... ...that was a good time... Everybody enjoyed themselves. (coughs) And then... uh, Busy doing stuff with my wife on Monday. Again on Tuesday. Took a break on Wednesday. Went to Longwood Gardens, I remember, on Thursday. And then yesterday, we had a, a pajama day. Basically, that kind of day, you just hang around. Don't do a whole bunch on purpose, which is always fun as well. All right. I'm going to start my jog here. I'm at the top of the, the big hill. Today's an easy run. So, just 40 minutes of clipping along here at a pace that I can talk at which hopefully should be about ten and a half minutes per mile, we'll see and uh and that takes it for running today and tomorrow I've got um I've got Yazoo 800s tomorrow I don't call them that, but that's what they are. They're 800-meter repeats. I have eight of them. So it's 800 meters at a a quickish pace. So somewhere between 8 and 820 per mile. And uh, here we go. Um, Followed by a 400-meter cool down, so jog or walk I'll probably opt for the walk because I've done half mile repeats half mile repeats are uh, <coughs> are challenging especially when you do more than six of them I have eight tomorrow. I know Mr. Yazo has you uh do them all the way up to uh up to ten. His theory was always you can do ten half marathon repeats at the pace. That corresponds with what you want to do for the marathon, and then you should be trained up enough to be able to do that. So basically, if you do a half, a half a mile in four uh, four minutes, then that should be able to translate to being able to do a four-hour marathon. I mean, assuming you've done the other training as well. It's not just all speed, right? Whereas if you're trying to do, say, a four and a half marathon, then you want to do a four and a half half mile. Which, of course, means you're still doing a nine-minute pace for the mile, but obviously half of that for the half mile. So, so yeah, he's, he's going to have me at somewhere between a 4-hour yazzo and a 4 yeah, 4-hour four yazzo and a 4 20 yazzo, I think. So it's, it's faster than I've ever done a marathon. My fastest marathon is 435, which I'm very proud of, but that's That's as fast as my little legs could go. So. There you are. Anyway. Uh, And we're at 10.15. Good. That's where I wanted to be. For a talking bass. So. What did I actually come here to talk to you about? Well you already know. Because you're looking at the title. Before you even listen to this. So knowing, hey, you're not even near the title yet. Well, let's get near the title then, shall we? So, I'm here to give you a, hopefully a brief little talk. You know the answer to that question already as well. About my new footwear, which is called Zero Shoes. Now, before I get started, I'm telling you why I wear them. I certainly hope you'll agree with me. And you, too, will uh, have as much fun running in the same shoes that I run in, or at least the same company. But this is not supposed to be a sales job. This is simply why I switched. So, take it for what it's worth. Uh, I just realized something. I went to all the trouble of putting my water bottle belt on. And I'm like, wow, my bottle is particularly well-balanced today. And it must be, because it's sitting at home. I didn't actually put it behind me. Explains why my belt is not shifting like it used to with the bottle. I am sans bottle today. Well, there you go. That's all right. I'm only going about three to four miles today, so... I don't actually need hydration. I can take care of that when I get back, but... I always like to bring it, you never know, right? Oh well, the belt will help keep me warm. It'll keep any breezes from scooting up my outer layer and cooling me off. Alright, anyway. So, why did I make the switch to Zero Shoes? Which, as you know, I have named this episode say by Zero. If you're a fan of the 80s group The Fix, you'll remember they had a song with that title. Although Zero was spelled like the numeral. Z-E-R-O. Zero Shoes is spelled with an X. So... X-E-R-O Kind of the Greek way Of spelling the word Zero Kind of like Another shoe company Decided to take A Greek word For its shoe company That being Nike Which is Greek For victory So there you go Anyway So, it was back in October and I started having some foot pain, otherwise known as metatarsalgia, which is inflammation around the metatarsal bones in your foot, which is what your foot digits are referred to they're metatarsals your fingers are referred to as metacarpals similar name but foot is a tarsal fingers are a carpal so there you go hence the reason why when your hand it's called carpal tunnel syndrome which you don't hear a lot about anymore It's kind of like an 80s, early 90s disorder that I don't hear a lot of people complaining about, you know, metacarpal syndrome or something. Anyway, another side trip. Back on track. So, I started having metatarsalgia. Which I thought was weird, because I was in a pair of Ultra shoes, shoe known for a zero drop, shoe known for having a wide toe box, and I don't know if those are the first, but they're definitely one of the first to offer a wide toe box, so your foot can splay out as you uh, go through your football. And uh yeah, I started noticing I was having some pain. I couldn't figure out what was going on. So I remember I took a little bit of a break. Seemed to help. And as soon as I put those shoes back on, boom, pain came back. So I had just finished reading. A book by uh, Dr. Mark. Oh, I cannot pronounce his last name to save my life. But it looks like Cucaracha. It's not Cucaracha. But it looks like Cucaracha. <clears throat> and uh, he had talked on and on in his book about minimal issues like that of zero shoes he is a big fan he was an early proponent of uh, zero shoes so i said well i like what this guy's had to say um he is a physician he backs up his claims with uh, actual medical data which is nice um he's also a runner so he's not just some some guy in a a lab coat. And safety glasses. Spouting out information. That he's never actually witnessed. Or experienced. He is a runner. He's a fairly good runner. Faster than I am. So I went alright. Well. Runner. And physician. Let's read into this some more. So. Started listening. To. To. A podcast put out by the CEO of Zero Shoes, a guy named Stephen Sashen, who also was throwing out lots of data. So, again, it wasn't a you know, this is my opinion. No, here's, here's the actual facts coming from other people who study this stuff for a living and uh, who don't make a lot of money studying this stuff for a living also important, you know, because when when there's money to be made by coming up with a particular answer it's amazing how quickly people will come up with that answer so I'm always skeptical about claims made by uh, made by shoe companies because of course they have a vested interest in looking good I'm not gonna show you a study that says, oh by the way, we suck. Right? It's just common knowledge. Well, unlike that other shoe company with the Greek name, this guy from Zero Shoes was not quoting any studies that he personally did. He was studying quoting studies, and anybody can go to a PubMed or any other kind of scholarly journal archive and find and read for yourself you know people who studied this stuff for the sake of just wanting to know what the truth was so I went alright well good that's interesting anyway decided to try a pair and so I have a shoe called the Prio which is their I guess you would say it's your basic running shoe I have some other ones. But uh, very straightforward running shoe. Now, like ultras, they're also a zero drop. So there's no heel underneath my heel. Right? There's no elevation from my heel to my forefoot. Because God didn't create one on me, naturally. So why would I add one? If the Lord Almighty didn't think it was useful to actually put it on me from the get go. So I went, all right, I'm with you there. Also has a wide toe box so my feet can splay out like they normally would if I was running barefoot. But what's also very different with these, that's different from Ultras, is that they have no. Midsole. So that midsole, here's my breeze, um, is that layer of foam, padding, whatever, you know, plastic, whatever material they decide to put in there, that is between the actual bottom of the, the shoe, the sole, and your foot. Now even a shoe like Ultra they all have a midsole and that midsole ranges anywhere from about say a third of an inch to a half an inch worth of material they've added in and uh, they'll even say that they're into the they're into the cushioning thing to give you a a more comfortable ride and you know definitely stepping on a pillow is definitely comfy so I get that but one of the things that comes with stepping on a pillow or any other cushioned surface is instability you know if, if you try to uh To walk across your bed, you notice you have a harder time keeping your balance. Because, of course, the bed is, you know, cushioning your footsteps. So your foot's dropping on one side, not on the other. And if you were to try to run across that material, it would be tricky. It would be tricky because, you know in trying to cushion your step it's also throwing off your balance whereas just running on what I'm doing, pavement well when the ground's not going anywhere you know it's right there, it's very stable so unless there's any variation in the actual surface itself camber in the road um, potholes, things like that now, I know when I put my foot down it's going to hit something solid, and I'm going to propel through my my footfall and keep moving forward. It's not adding instability to the uh, running motion. So, well, you know that makes a lot of sense. So uh, I got a pair and I said, "All right, well, this is going to be a new feeling because these shoes are supposed to." Mimic barefoot running without actually being barefoot. So I said, let's do this first. Let's just wear them to walk around. We're not going to run, we're just going to walk around in them. I'm going to put them on, and you know, I'll wear them to work and I'll just walk around. Well, it was amazing. First of all, When I put them on, they reminded me of a shoe that I had worn back in 2013, and that was the original Ultra Instinct. Um, Zero Shoes by no means is the first company to come up with this idea. Um, If you grew up in the 60s and 70s, all your sneakers were like this, you know? No heel, flat bottom, you know, maybe an eighth to a quarter inch of rubber under your foot, probably a canvas shoe on the top, and off you went, you know, and your shoe bended and flexed and moved the way your foot wanted to, didn't offer any resistance. Thinking of my Chuck Taylor high tops. That I was a big fan of back in the 70s. Because high tops were cool back then. So, anyway. So, it's definitely not a new idea. You know? In anything, it's going back to the way shoes have been. thousands of years. You know? Something to keep the rocks and the stones and other dangerous things from poking you in the bottom of your foot. Something to keep it attached to your foot so it did not fly off after each step. And off you went. Very simple. But... Ultra shoes, specifically the Instinct 1.0, was essentially this same shoe. I remember I tried them at the Knoxville Marathon Expo. I'd heard about them since about, I want to say 2012, possibly earlier. I remember seeing them at the, uh, at the expo for the initial or inaugural Runner's World Half Marathon Weekend. I'm thinking, uh, who are these people? So I shied away at the time. But, uh, By the time 2013 came around, I thought, what the heck? What do you got to lose? If you hate them, you don't buy them. Well, I put them on and went, holy cow, these feel very different. And they also feel very comfortable. I said, go take them for a run. Go run around the the expo, because it was a large... It was a large haul they were using for the expo. Um, So I did. I'm like, holy cow, these are without a doubt the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. Well, came back with firm intention of buying myself a pair. Unfortunately, I didn't have that pair in my size to sell at the expo. The only one they had in my size were the ones I was wearing. Which I was fully willing to go ahead and say, you know what? I'll buy these. I'm like, sorry. i got to have something to show people. So I always wondered, though, why? You can't sell them the shoe. Because you don't have the shoe. So why do you need one to show people? Never understood that argument. But anyway, water under the bridge. So, I went to a local shoe store in Knoxville that did sell them, and I didn't buy that pair, because they too didn't sell that pair, and I was super psyched to try them out, so I bought a different model, which were also very good, and were my go-to shoe for, you know, about traditional three to five hundred miles. And that started me on ultras. So, anyway, fast forward. So the shoe that I've always gone to, now I'm having problems. So, I tried out a pair of... The Zero shoes... And literally... Within... Two... Three days tops... Pain's gone... Um... Of course it was the same... Feel... As the original Ultra... Instincts... Because there's no midsole in this... Um... The uh... Shoe I had been wearing... Which was the Escalante... The instinct has become a bit too too clubby, I guess. Looks like a Franken shoe. Um, kind of reminds me of the the Hoka. There's all this stuff around it. Looks like a moon boot. So and. Uh, just didn't feel as fluid as uh, the first pair they came out with. So, but the uh, Escalantes were a lot closer even though they did have about a half inch midsole well again once I basically got into a shoe zero drop wide toe box but now no midsole. All of a sudden, that whole foot pain thing is history. And I have worn them ever since. <clears throat> in fact, the same pair. Um, I have worn this pair since sometime in, I guess it was early November when I actually got. Um, every day, whether I'm running or going to work, I'm fortunate enough to have a have a job, I can actually wear running shoes to work, and uh, they've been fantastic. In fact, they just came out. With an Oxford style. Zero shoe. So it looks a bit more dressy. So I actually just. Bought a pair of those. I'll get those probably later on. Next week. And then that's what I'll wear. To work. And I'll just save these. For uh. For running. But. You what know, are other things I noticed. With these shoes. Is, they have this claim that. i will give you 5,000. That's right. 5 plus 3 zeros. 5,000. Miles. And a warranty. On the soles. I was just on. Strava yesterday. Updating. What shoes I've actually been wearing. Because. Strava has this thing. If you don't know where, you can say what your go-to running shoes are. So when you go into a run, it will automatically assume those are the shoes you ran in. So you can keep track of how many miles you have. Because your average running shoe, three to five hundred miles, you got to get rid of them. They're played out. Well, of course now zero shoes doesn't have a midsole to break down. So, there's none of that. And they're saying the actual sole of the shoe will get you 5,000 miles. Or they'll replace the shoe for you. Now, I don't know if the upper, the top part of the shoe will last 5,000 miles, but... Like I said previous show, shoot, if the Upper will just last a thousand, that's a heck of a savings in shoes I have to buy every year. I mean, that's basically, for me, that's two shoes a year. I generally run somewhere around 12 to 1500 miles in a year. So even if I only get a thousand miles, and that sounds a weird saying, only a thousand, you know? That's one pair of shoes for the year, and then a second pair for the remaining two to five hundred miles. Two pairs, you know? Where if you're replacing them every $300. Oh well, yeah, that's it's like four pairs of shoe a year, all going in about a hundred and thirty bucks a pair. so that's the other thing. zero shoes aren't as expensive pair I'm wearing cost me eighty bucks, so do the math if I can get. Two shoes wear out of an eighty-dollar pair of shoes. Well it basically means, it was like getting two pairs of shoes for forty bucks, as opposed to one hundred and thirty. It's a huge savings, huge, huge savings. So, so. so. so there you go. But again, some other things I noticed when I was walking on these initially was a very heavy footfall. And it was starting off with, you know, basically a goose up, hit with the heel, slap down with the foot, and move forward. I noticed that when I walked into work the first day, I have these tile floors that would definitely echo that kind of foot motion. Like, wow, you can hear me from a mile away. Which, of course, my heavily padded shoes weren't doing. I wasn't getting that feedback. So, I wasn't aware how heavy my footfalls were. So, since then, I've actually started to change... I walk, so I'm not so heavy on my feet. And what have I noticed? My feet are less tired at the end of the day. So, another benefit. Of course, since there is no padding, i.e. no midsole, this particular shoe also forces me to do much more natural midfoot Plant and then rotate forward and I was definitely doing even in my escalantes if you look at my escalantes you can see a giant wear mark on the outside of each heel as I would put my foot out in front of me hit with that heel on the outside edge And then rotate through the heel onto the midfoot and then off my big toe. You can actually see the wear mark. Now, again, if you have all kinds of heel padding, you can get away with that for a while because the natural reaction to that motion in bare feet, which would be pain, because that would be a painful way to run is mitigated by all the padding. So all the padding actually encourages sloppy foot motion, rather than actually helping you. So, I know there are people who are like, well, we all have different gates, and that's true. We're all built differently. But nobody is supposed to jam their heel into the ground when they run. I don't care what your gait is. That's not supposed to happen. Now, where your where your fulcrum, your motion points are on your ankle, might be slightly different again based on your build and based on how you're made up. No one's supposed to jam their heel into the ground when they run that is not normal but you know your common shoe today is going to aid you with that with that gigantic heel in the back and all that padding so something they say is supposed to help you actually just encourages you to continue poor motion which of course is just making you more tired kind of going back to the idea of you know, running along a surface of uh, of mattresses, you know you can do it but because you have to use some extra energy to stabilize yourself because the surface is unstable and it's moving underneath your feet you're using extra muscles just to stabilize yourself rather than to propel you forward like you would on my cat, um, that I'm on right now, so very little muscles right now to stabilize myself. The ground's stable enough, so and I'm just puttering along at a 10:13 and talking to you. You know, um, another example might be sand. You know, you run along sand, um, and it kind of moves and shifts underneath you. And it's harder to run on sand. Some people train on sand for the fact that it is hard to run on. Alright? Same idea though. You know? If you do trail running, you know. Much easier to run on the road than it is once you get off the road. Because again the ground's gonna give somewhat. In some places more than others. So you know it's it's not a sales job... It's not... Junk science... It's not something... Somebody was paid... To prove... It's really just something we already know... Because it's called physics... We already know this... You know... You know... If you run across... Your lawn... Or when you did when you were a kid... And bare feet... You didn't jam your heels into the ground, you know, because it would hurt. You ran in kind of a more natural mid-foot strike. You might have even been tipped slightly forward because probably back then your head was slightly bigger than the rest of your body, but nonetheless, you ran through the grass and it felt great you are in bare feet. You know. Or if you walk on the beach. In bare feet. It feels great. You know. Assuming it's. You know. A comfortable beach to walk on. So. It's really just the same thing. It's mimicking the same thing. With these shoes. By just giving you. Enough of a surface underneath your feet. That while you can feel the foot. The, the ground underneath you. So I can feel the. The. Uh, the difference in the road. I can feel where there's... Like some road gravel. And where it's nice and smooth. Um, it's not like running in bare feet where... I would literally be pick, picking stones out of my foot. You know? And... Uh, I have noticed... Again, I have... Fewer... Well, I have no injuries... <laughs> I mean, injury-wise, I have none. Um, those have now gone away. But I also have less soreness. Um, and I put that towards the fact that my uh, I've just improved my gait over time. So that I can do, what I'm doing right now, a 10-15 mile and talk to you without having to uh, be totally out of breath. So... Because again, this also encourages you to keep a a lot smaller, um, uh, smaller but quicker gait, and that's also a big secret to being able to run faster um, while putting out less energy, so it's easier. And that is to speed up your gait. But if you try to stride this out, I mean, that's just I don't care how fast you're going. Striding is hard to do. For a long period of time. But this kind of quick... Well, I guess kind of call it more of a... A very quick shuffle step. You know? I mean, my uh, my heel's barely going... In front of my front toe. It's not a big step. I can do this for, for a while. In fact... I only have about a minute... To, minute and a half to do it before my run's over, so I'll end this here. So, anyway, I have been very, very happy with these shoes. I would recommend them to anyone. And uh, yeah, I mean, if they're, they're at your local shoe store, I would say go check them out. What do you got to lose, right? I mean, certainly not 130 bucks, because there isn't a pair available that costs 130 bucks. So it mean, won't be spend that kind of money. Never mind the what, 250 to 300 bucks for like the vapor fly stuff. That's, that's insane. So anyway, that's why I switched. That's why I am a Zero Shoes fan. And uh, if you want to know more, uh, shout out a question to me. And I will answer it next time I record. But until then, enjoy your day. Enjoy your run. And we'll speak again later. See ya.